Welcome to The Daily Bite with your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. We continue the closing restoration chapters of Ezekiel today with chapter 44. Then he brought me back to the outer gate of the sanctuary which faces east, and it was shut. And Yahweh said to me, This gate shall remain shut, it shall not be opened, and no one shall enter by it. For Yahweh, the God of Israel, has entered by it. Therefore it shall remain shut. Only the prince may sit in it to eat bread before Yahweh. He shall enter by way of the vestibule of the gate, and shall go out by the same way. Then he brought me by way of the north gate to the front of the temple, and I looked, and behold, the glory of Yahweh filled the temple of Yahweh, and I fell on my face. And Yahweh said to me, Son of man, mark well, see with your eyes and hear with your ears all that I shall tell you concerning all the statutes of the temple of Yahweh and all its laws. And mark well the entrance to the temple and all the exits from the sanctuary. And say to the rebellious house, to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord Yahweh, O house of Israel, enough of all your abominations. It admitted in admitting foreigners, uncircumcised in heart and flesh, to be in my sanctuary, profaning my temple. When you offered to me my food, the fat and the blood, you have broken my covenant in addition to all your abominations. And you have not kept charge of my holy things, but you have set others to keep my charge for you in my sanctuary. Thus says the Lord Yahweh, No foreigner, uncircumcised in heart and flesh of all the foreigners who are among the people of Israel, shall enter my sanctuary. But the Levites who went far from me, going astray from me after their idols when Israel went astray, shall bear their punishment. They shall be ministers in my sanctuary, having oversight of the gates of the temple and ministering in the temple. They shall slaughter the burnt offering and the sacrifice for the people, and they shall stand before the people to minister to them, because they ministered to them before their idols and became a stumbling block of iniquity to the house of Israel. Therefore I have sworn concerning them, declares the Lord Yahweh, and they shall bear their punishment. They shall not come near to me to serve me as priest, nor come near any of my holy things and the things that are most holy, but they shall bear their shame and the abominations that they have committed. Yet I will appoint them to keep charge of my temple, to do all its service and all that is to be done in it. But the Levitical priests, the sons of Zadok, who kept my charge of my sanctuary when the people of Israel went astray from me, shall come near to me to minister to me, and they shall stand before me to offer the fat and the blood, declares the Lord Yahweh. They shall enter my sanctuary, and they shall approach my table to minister to me, and they shall keep my charge. When they enter the gates of the inner court, they shall wear linen garments. They shall have nothing of wool on them while they minister at the gates of the inner court and within. They shall have linen turbans on their heads and linen undergarments around their waists. They shall not bind themselves with anything that causes sweat. And when they go out into the outer court to the people, they shall put off the garments in which they have been ministering and lay them in the holy chambers. And they shall put on other garments lest they transmit holiness to the people with their garments. They shall not shave their heads or let their locks grow long. They shall surely trim the hair of their heads. No priest shall drink wine when he enters the inner court. They shall not marry a widow or a divorced woman, but only virgins of the offspring of the house of Israel, or a widow who is the widow of a priest. They shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the common and show them how to distinguish between the unclean and the clean. In a dispute they shall act as judges and they shall judge it according to my judgments. They shall keep my laws and my statutes and all my appointed feasts, 
and they shall keep my Sabbaths holy. They shall not defile themselves by going near to a dead person. However, for father or mother, for son or daughter, for brother or unmarried sister, they may defile themselves. After he has become clean, they shall count seven days for him. And on that day that he goes into the holy place, into the inner court, to the minister in the holy place, he shall offer his sin offering, declares the Lord Yahweh. This shall be their inheritance. I am their inheritance, and you shall give them no possession in Israel. I am their possession. They shall eat the grain offering, the sin offering, and the guilt offering, and every devoted thing in Israel shall be theirs. And the first of all the firstfruits of all kinds, and every offering of all kinds from all your offerings, shall belong to the priest. You shall also give to the priest the first of your dough, that a blessing may rest on your house. The priest shall not eat of anything, whether bird or beast, that has died of itself or is torn by wild animals. This is the word of the Lord. So, difficult text continues. Not in what we read, right? I mean, what we read is common Old Testament legal code. The difficulty is, this is the restored Israel, and the temple is pointing us forward to Jesus. So, how does this apply in that sense? And that's where the struggle comes in. So, let's look through the text again together today. It starts out in verse 1, He brought me back to the outer gate. So this is a reference again to chapter 40, verse 3, that same angel or pre-incarnate Christ that has been giving a temple tour to Ezekiel. And that temple tour is going to wrap up um, in, well, not wrap, it's going to go on hiatus in today's chapter for, well, a little bit. Um, We're going to see tomorrow as well, that same idea. And I think it's chapter 46, perhaps, where it resumes. I didn't look ahead clear enough to to give you that answer. So instead, what we see here today, as we wrap up the tour, is that the east gate is going to remain shut. Not opened. No one will come in by it because Yahweh has entered by it. So it is holy. Right, It is set apart for that purpose and that purpose alone. The way by which Christ, there's a way to think of this, the way by which Christ comes to the Father is his alone. That Jesus ascended into heaven to sit at the Father's right hand is his alone. You and I will not enter by the same means into paradise. It is his. Now, as we see, uh, verse Three introduces us to the prince. That's our first reference of the prince here. And there will be many more as we keep going in the rest of the book here for the next four days. This is a reference to the Davidic Messiah. So the son of David, the offspring of David, the promise of 2 Samuel 7 that one of his descendants would sit on the throne forever. We've seen that Messiah referenced already in chapter 34, verses 23 and 24. And chapter 37, verses 24 and 25. This Messiah will be able to go into the east gate. And he will eat bread there with Yahweh. And he will go out by the same way. So a uniqueness to Jesus Christ himself. Now that is still also puzzling. If the temple is Jesus, that this is Jesus. Right? That's a a head scratcher for us. But for good reason, we're talking about the text in the way that we are. As we look back across the several chapters, 
Israel is going to be redeemed. They're going to be brought back from their slavery, well, exile, better term. They're not quite slaves, but from their exile in Babylon, they're going to be rescued. They're going to be redeemed. And we're pointing forward to the New Testament temple already. Now, there is a time period in between, right? Um, Several hundred years go by before Jesus actually appears in the flesh, born of the virgin. And so in that time, this Levitical stuff, maybe there's something to it, that there will be priests who continue to serve and minister before the Lord. That's what the books of Ezra and Nehemiah are going to be about, the restoration, uh, the Israelites returning, rebuilding, and they don't do so well at rebuilding the temple. They're challenged on that too, so that gets pushed even further. So that's a different part of history than what we're seeing in the text today. We're reminded the glory of Yahweh filled the temple, and we looked at that yesterday as being the idea that God approves of, of his son. This is I forgot to actually mention those New Testament verses that speak of Jesus. Well, the Father speaking of Jesus. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. It fits that idea, right? I fell on my face. So again, Ezekiel finds himself bowing down in worship. And the Lord is going to lay it all before him. See with your eyes, hear with your ears. Those are references to faith, as Jesus would speak them in the New Testament. Eyes to see and ears to hear. Those who don't have those things, well, they're unbelievers. So, say to the rebellious house, Ezekiel is to speak to Israel and give them this command of repentance. Enough, enough of all your abominations, enough of your profaning my temple. How were they profaning it? They were bringing people in that weren't supposed to be there. They were rejecting the holiness of God. They were worshiping pagan idols um, right there in that space. If you're not a person of God, you're not supposed to be there. And in the Old Testament picture of things, that's even more specific than it is now. A person of God today is a Christian, right? But then it was specifically a Levite. You had to be of the tribe. And yet they're admitting foreigners, people who aren't even circumcised. Circumcision being the entry point to the covenant to become a child of God. They have not kept charge of the holy things. They've broken the covenant. Very harsh, harsh, punishable things before, before the Lord. They have set others to keep my charge for you in my sanctuary. They took their responsibilities that God gave them and they gave them to others. They outsourced them. That's not good. This is the spot where you can slow down and have the conversation with your kids about the text today. What responsibilities has God given to you or the smaller children? What what jobs, what things has God given you to do? And you follow it up then. Are you doing those things, or do you expect somebody else to do them for you? So, parents, teach the faith to your kids. Are you doing that, or are you outsourcing that to somebody else to do for you? All of us, Great Commission, share the gospel. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I've commanded you. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Are you doing it? Are you actually telling your neighbors about Jesus? Or do you expect somebody else will just do it? 
There are others, right? There are other responsibilities. There are many vocations the Lord has laid before us. But there's a couple of big ones that as a family we can talk about. For a child's perspective, honor your mom and your dad. Are you doing it? Or do you expect somebody else will do it for you? So good conversation could come from that. Verse 9, no foreigner, uncircumcised in heart and flesh, shall enter my sanctuary. Reminds us that worshiping the Lord is a privilege that does not just belong to anyone. But here's the, the key. You and I are no longer foreigners. We are no longer Gentiles. We are the very people of God. We are a holy nation of royal priesthood. We are his. So you and I, actually get to come into the Lord's house in paradise. You and I get to serve and minister before the Lord himself, before Jesus. He involves us in his family work. Beautiful stuff. So there is a a foreshadowing of the church here in that regards, right? The next section, though, before we get into what starts at verse 15, verse 10 and... 10 through 14 is about really the punishment of the Lord upon the Levites for failing. For all that we just read in verses 7 and 8, all that they have done in their abominations that they should have repented of and they didn't, well, now they're going to bear that punishment. They are going to be removed from the task that the Lord had given to them. They'll stand before the people to minister to them, but they won't come before God. They will bear their shame. They will have to keep to the temple but they can't go in it. So that's a punishment. It is a shame. It is a disgrace. It was theirs to do, and they've lost it. So if you don't do what the Lord gives you to do, you will lose it. That reminds us of the parable of the talents, hopefully. Um, the, the one, the third man who was given one talent because he wasn't a good servant, and yet he didn't do anything with it. He buried it in the ground. And when the master returned, that servant was punished. When the Lord gives you something to do, you're called to do it. And the Levites have failed, so they have been removed. So that's a warning to us as the church today. It's a law warning, certainly. And we're thankful that there is forgiveness where we have failed. So teach your children forgiveness, always. In a way, we are the new priests of the Lord, that royal priesthood. Verses 15 and onward in today's text really go back to Old Testament Levitical priestly laws. And those are, those are found in Exodus and Leviticus and such. So we're not going to go over these laws and where, where to find them all. But in essence, these are all repeats of those things. And some places may be tightened up a little bit, maybe spoken more strictly would be another way to phrase that. But the point being, again, and we mentioned this, I mentioned it at the start, that perhaps, perhaps these things will stand for for the priests, that Ezekiel communicates these to the, the ones who are in exile with him already in Babylon, which I mean at this point, that's all of them, any who would remain. So the sons of Zadok who kept the charge, Zadok was the faithful priest under King David. They will continue to minister to Yahweh. 
So there will still be priests who can serve Yahweh in his temple. So it's the idea of restoration as we see these these things spelled out. Um, that the Lord will restore his people. They will serve him. The priests will be there to serve in the temple, the new temple. But again, we are his people. We are the priests. Jesus is the temple. We'll get to serve Jesus night and day in paradise. And it'll be a blessing. It'll be a gift. Verse 23 is one you can pick up on. It's really the idea of discernment. Teach my people the difference between the holy and the common. Show them to distinguish between unclean and clean. We don't do clean and unclean in New Testament language, right? We don't work that way. How about, how about true teaching about Jesus and false teaching? Teach your children to discern between what is good and evil. Teach them to discern how to notice, how to recognize a false teaching or a false teacher and how to avoid such things because those are dangerous to the church. We see in verse 28 the idea of the inheritance. That is, again, another Old Testament Levitical thing. As the the 12 tribes entered into the promised land, the 11 tribes got their allotments. But the Levites didn't. They didn't get land. They were allotted to Yahweh. He was their inheritance, and we see that same language here. So the, the work of the people from the other tribes would support the Levites since they did not have land on which to grow food, to keep livestock, those sorts of things. They would eat from the fruits of the labor of the other people, the tithe, that sort of language. So that's what we're seeing today. Again, pointing forward to Jesus, foreshadowing Christ, but perhaps some, some good things to discuss about the, the Levites themselves, the role of priests and you might be able to pull that forward and talk about the priests that serve your family today. Um, you know, what, what holy things do you see with your pastor? What does he wear that's different? What does he do that is different than what you would see done anywhere else you go? Could be a fun way to have a conversation on today's text.